podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to episode two of the 4020 Almost Daily Rugby League World Cup podcast. My name is Richard Shawright, and on Monday we made the trip to Manchester because it was the launch of the 2021 edition of the Rugby League World Cup, the 16th staging of this global sporting event, which has had many different um, formats and distances between tournaments over the years. It's never really been steady, but hopefully that will uh, be something that happens in the future. What was steady yesterday was a torrent of visitors to Zone 10 in the media centre in Manchester because we had, well, an opportunity to speak to many and various of the great and good in the world of Rugby League. So much so, we're going to have to split this up over two podcasts. Basically, myself, Phil Kaplan and John Davidson all crowded around uh, to speak to a load of people. And let's start with the Tongans, because they're very popular. Anytime you put something Tongan up on YouTube, it gets loads of views. So I'll split them between two podcasts, see if that works. Uh, we'll hear from their coach, Christian Wolf on the next episode. But her first, he was their co-captain, and I've checked on Wikipedia to see how you pronounce this. Uh, C-O-C-W-A Toka'aiho, and I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, so apologies for that. But here is the Tongan co-captain speaking to us ahead of the Rugby League World Cup 2021. Tonga, one of the favourites for the World Cup. Is that the kind of pressure you're going to enjoy playing under? Um, yeah, I guess it's always good to have pressure. Um, you know, it gives us a, something to challenge ourselves. Um, we're, we're here to win. Um, it's pretty simple for us, so... It all starts next week against PNG. Um, so, yeah, at the moment we, we had a good warm-up game, against a uh, good trial game against um, France. Um, we had a good win. Um, we've still got a lot to improve, so are we excited for the tournament? 2017, probably you guys came from nowhere. No one expected 2019, you did it again. Is it different now because everyone's kind of knows how good Tonga is and the players have got the talent? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot different now. Um, we've got a lot of young boys coming, um, young, talented, um, quick strong players and they're coming into the squad so it makes it a lot more competitive for us as well um, but it's 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 interesting as well so it's um, something that we're all excited so we're um, pushing with the strong squad to come in and represent our little nation so we're all excited. I mean if you guys can do much similar and make the final or win the whole thing you're gonna get knighted or a kingdom or? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you and Jason, yeah, you can be princess. <laughs> I think Jason will, not me. So you're captain, he, he, you're captain. Jason gets everything back in time. So um, yeah, look, that, that's that's the main goal is to um, go all the way, make it to the finals, and hopefully win it. Um, you know, we'll, we've set that. Um, that's why we try to have games, mid-year games, is, is to build our combination of all the with all our players, um, and it's a build for this World Cup. Because um, um, yeah. you can have some success again. I mean, you see what it means to the top people. Yeah, you know, the fans are absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Our, our, fan loves, our fans loves it. You know, people back in Tonga, they didn't have much, but um, they when we went back to Tonga after that 2017, they um, yeah, they just provided so much food for us, um, and uh, yeah, so much food. And like I said before, they didn't have much, but um, it's them showing their their love and um, the support for us. And all we do is try to play good footy and um, get back to them. It's going to be slightly different over here because clearly in 2017 you have the sea of red behind you. Might be a little bit different here. Um, how will you cope with something like that? Um, look, with us, we still, um, you know, we, I think just being together, 
um, being together as one. Um, we still have that. Um, we've, got, we've got a strong culture um, in our squad. Um, yeah, it's we're used to playing with um, so much fans. Um, I packed our stadium, all red flags in and around. So I don't think we'll see that. We'll see much of those flags here. Um, but like I said, you know, we, we've got each other. Um, we've got a strong culture, and um, yeah, all we do is just continue to get ready for next week. Imagine when that original gang of five decided that they were going to play for their nation heritage, that it would take off in the way that it has. Sorry? That it would take off in the way that it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Oh, I think it already has. Um, you know, we've already got more players than that that um they have um origin origin back in Australia. There's some players that um, they don't want to play origin. They want to play for Tonga. Um, so. That means, you know, it shows how much they want to put this jersey on and how much they want to represent their family and uh, the people back in Tonga. So all we're doing now is just building for the next generation and, uh, yeah, it's, that's what this will come. And the great thing, oh, so, as I said, the World Cup is the pinnacle, but would you like to see the return of tours? Would you would you be happy coming back over here, maybe three test matches against England for, for a winter tour? Yeah, well, oh, mate, like, if, if we can get as much games for Tonga, um, it just makes makes um, our team a lot better, you know. It's, it, if we can get as much game against, you know, England, Australia, New Zealand, all these Tier One teams, um, just gives us more opportunity to build on our um, on a combination, build on our confidence. Um, so we've had we've had so many games now against um, Australia and um, New Zealand, and um, hopefully we can test ourselves here at this World Cup. The great thing is, of course, if if England happened not to make it to the final, you're guaranteed if you're playing Australia or whoever, there will be plenty of red shirt, shirts and flags there. You, you, you'll get the home nation behind you. That's a good. Uh, if we make it to the finals, I I probably guarantee you guys will have so much Tongans flying over from New Zealand, Australia here. Um, they're so passionate, and they'll fly from the other side of the world just to come watch us. Um, yeah, and that's something that we'll we'll be excited for. So hopefully, we can make it all the way. Will you use the motivation of 2017 and the slight feeling of injustice in that semi-final, or has that not been mentioned? Uh, look, it's, you know what we, we know what we've done in 2017. Um, it's yeah, it's always just a stepping stone, always to see where we were at, and um, yeah, we made it all the way to the semi-finals and just lost to England. Um, now we're here, we get another opportunity at the World Cup, and now we want to go all the way. Papua New Guinea, the most passionate rugby league nation on earth. How much are you looking forward to this World Cup kicking off in a few days' time? Um, for us, um, yeah, we're really excited. Um, obviously, last year we couldn't uh, be a part of it, but yeah, we've got a good, good squad, um, a good bunch of um, local boys that we picked. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Well, what are the hopes for the top? How, how far are you hoping to go? Um, well, we, we um, reached the quarterfinals the last World Cup, so we want to do better um, and. You know, when you hit semi-finals, anything can happen. So we're really hopeful to even make the finals. Race, you, you obviously know all about Leeds. You're all about this country. Are you kind of the ambassador for the players who've never been here before? Um, oh, look, I'm just trying to tip them up on a, a few things about what it can be like in the next couple of weeks, um, especially leading towards the back end of the round games. I think uh, you know, in two or three weeks' time, it can, the weather can change quite quick. Um, you know, it could be quite wet and cold, so um, just for them to be ready for that. But um, for, for me, I just want to enjoy this camp, enjoy being around um, some teammates I haven't seen for a long time and enjoy meeting some new players that have uh, earned their spot in the Cornwall side. How important has the PNG Hunters been in giving you a, a better resource for players that are playing at a higher level? Yeah, I, I, for me, um, 
since they've come in, I, I debuted for the Kumuls in 2014, and that was their inaugural year when they, um, the Hunters first come in. And ever since they've been in the competition, the Kumuls and the, the PNG players uh, have just been developing and getting better and better every every year. And I think now from the Hunters, we'll, you'll see uh, more Papua New Guinea players spread out across all codes, all um, leagues around the world, and that's because of what they're doing at the Hunters. And um, you know, our national teams are reaping the benefits for it now. And um, you know, I was co- talking to Coach Stan in the car on the way here, and we've got a lot of exciting young players coming through that are, you know, going to be um, a part of this uh, hopefully in the future. So, um, you know, what the Hunters are doing is massive because you know they find players like Justin Olam. Um, that have, you know, in Papua New Guinea that possibly wouldn't have been found a few years ago. So um, it's been great for, for the local players in PNG. We've heard stories of what it means back home. We haven't been fortunate enough to go over there, but presumably when you left, the fact that the Orchids are playing and you're playing as well, that the local public will be clamouring to find any television set they can, any radio they can, that this is a time where the nation all comes together. Yeah, the, the sport uh, unites uh, the whole country. Um, actually, before we headed over to England, we did a five days uh, camp back in PNG to uh, connect with everyone back home. Uh, and just a way of them sending us and wishing us um, all the best. So that was quite important, especially for some of the um, boys that have never been back home since they were uh, young. So, look, it's, they're, they're really mad. Um, and... We, we just want to do them proud and do our, all our family members proud. First up, probably the most difficult game in the group, but would you want it that way to, to test yourselves? Yeah, um, we think it's probably the best best way to start. Um, you know, it puts us you know, right up where we want to be and it'll, it'll test us and see where we're at in this competition. So um, I'm confident that we can shake the tree a little bit and... Um, you know, people might not expect it, but um, you know we'll come out firing. Um, this Kumul team is, you know, we we could, uh, you know, show, um, what, is, what am I trying to say? You know, blow a few minds with, with what we we achieve in this competition. So yeah, I think we might um, do really really well. But yeah, get through that first game and we'll see where we're at. One of the things you might achieve is a world goal kicking record during this tournament. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, you know that's a that's a possibility. Um, it'll help if the boys score under the post. They, um, <laughs> I thought they were the <laughs> But um, yeah, not far off. But um, you know, if we're scoring tries and I'm kicking the goals and they're going through, that's all that matters at the end of the day. You might end up facing England in the quarterfinals. Obviously, you guys knocked off GB a couple of years ago, which was massive. I mean, how nice would it be coming up against the hosts again and potentially doing the same? Come up in yeah, I was uh, part of that as, as an assistant coach, and um, I think that they're all learning experiences, I think, um, um, and when, if we do hit that again, and we'll be better off it, I think that, that experience is probably um, will do us more um, better uh, this time around. I think um, on that too, we, we faced them in 2017 in the quarterfinal, and um, I think we were a bit, uh, we, we weren't not confident, but we weren't sure what to expect, and um, from that game, we definitely learned a lot and uh, gave us the confidence after that that we know that we can compete. And then that GB game, um, you know, playing them at home on our, our soil uh, was uh, a big, you know, um, positive for us in that game. And, um, 
you know, playing them here is obviously their home turf, uh, their crowd advantage, and um, everything's against us with that. But um, you know, if we get to play them in, in a quarterfinal, we'll definitely be better for it. Beating Fiji in the mid-season test as well—that surprised a few people, I think, from the outside. But does that tell us where you are? No, we've beaten Fiji plenty of times in that test. <laughs> yeah, we've beaten them more times than they beat us. So, um, it was an impressive performance. It was an impressive performance. I think Coach Stan that um, probably the way that game started and the way that first 20 minutes, um, anyone would have probably thought that it would have ended up. Fiji blowing the score out and, and then running away with a win but um, you know what Stan's brought into the, the, the team at the moment um, our kind of DNA and what we're going to pride ourselves on is working hard for each other and that's what they did in that game and that's where we come over the top Papua New Guinea head coach Stanley Tepend and the captain Leeds Rhinos star Reese Martin there speaking ahead of their match against Tonga that kicks off on Tuesday night the 16th of October uh, 18th of October, I should say, at the Totally Wicked Stadium in St. Helens. That's in Group D. Also in Group D, we'll see Wales in action. They kick off their tournament next Wednesday against the uh, Cook Islands. And we caught up with their captain, Elliot Keir, on Monday in Manchester. Elliot, the World Cup is coming. How proud are you to be captain of the nation? Uh, extremely proud, yeah. Uh, pinnacle of my career to, to captain Wales in a World Cup. Um, to captain your country on the highest stage, you know, it's uh, it's a great honour. Uh, one I'm thankful for from John. Um, I just can't wait to leave these boys out. And you've got three extremely tough fixtures. Uh, Cook Islands, Papua New Guinea and Tonga. Uh, it's going to be a great test for the nation. Yeah, uh, it, it is. And uh, I think we've got to focus on ourselves a little bit, but we know um, we're under no illusions how tough this group's going to be. Um, but if I know that we can play the kind of brand of rugby that we want to play and improve on some of the areas that we kind of identified in the Lebanon game, um, then yeah, you know, we want to be as competitive as possible. John just mentioned 12 of the squad are well spawned and bred. How important is that in terms of growing the game going forward? Yeah, it's massive. Um, and I know when I started playing, to the amount of rugby league being played in schools and grassroots to what is now is, you know, tenfold. Um, so the game's growing in, in Wales, and you can kind of see that from the from the Welsh squad. Um, so we take great pride in having 13 Welsh-born lads in, in the team. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great thing. You've got a number of young players as well that you're, you're bringing through. Does that make the role of captain even more important, do you think? Yeah, uh, it's funny because sometimes I don't see myself as a, a senior guy, but now being 33, you know, I, you, you fall into that role when you when you come uh, to a certain age. But yeah, we've got a really good bunch of boys um, and a good culture and we've built a good environment. So it's easy to, to kind of police, not that there has to be any policing done, um, but yeah, you've got some young players like Lewis Roberts um, and he's... Uh, some great young talent coming through, uh, and it's good to it's good to be their captain. And, and you know, if they need help anywhere, you know, I would give it. You mentioned the physical side of things. You're playing three Pacific nations who are all probably physically bigger than you are. Does that mean that recuperation is solely ice baths? <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's going to be ice baths. So what else is there? The ice chamber. Uh, yeah. How, how do you prepare for something like that? Because it's not like you're playing one nation that is physically going to be looking to, to batter you. You're playing three on the bench. Yeah, 
like I said, I think you, you take each game as it comes, um, and teams, you know, that are going to be physical in some areas are going to be weaker in others. So, you know, you just got to play to your own strengths and try and identify, you know, where these teams are going to be weak and, you know, go out there. You've got a core of experience, guys, that have played together for Wales for, for quite a long time. How important is that going to be in terms of game management? It's massive, really. Um, we had a lot of lads play together this year at Bradford. You know, I've played with Bruce Williams for the last 10-12 years now with Wales. So there's a, a good familiar, familiarity um, in the squad. So we know how each other play. Uh, and like you said, it, it can only be a positive for us um, because we've played for so long together. Now, all eyes on Saturday, of course, will be on St James's Park in Newcastle after the opening ceremony and all the ballyhoo and such is over. It's all about the 18 minutes between England and Samoa. Now, this must be the first time in history where the bookies haven't had England as the favourites to win this particular fixture. It's a pick'em at the time of recording. Can Samoa cause a upset to those outside the rugby league bubble? Let's hear how excited their coach Matt Parrish is ahead of that World Cup opener. Opening the World Cup against England on Saturday, how much are you looking forward to that? Oh, it's a massive one, and we can't wait. You know, you know, we we understand the enormity of the challenge, but we're certainly looking forward to it. And um, to play at St James Park in front of um, you know what's what's supposed, which hopefully will be a sellout crowd, will be a great occasion. Everyone was been talking about Tonga, Tonga, Tonga. Now they're talking about Samoa, and you guys haven't played a game yet. I mean, that's got to be exciting, but also added pressure in a way as well. I, I'm not sure. I don't read too much of that, but uh, look, it's exciting with the squad we've got. Yeah. You know, and to be compared to Tonga is certainly very humbling. They've, they've been marvellous, and they've been the losers in the Pacific. So to, to be compared to theirs, you know, they've done a great job. So it's humbling, but you know, we've got some work to do yet. What, what have you been saying to the guys that you've managed to attract to to play for Samoa? Because clearly, the pool of talent you've got for this World Cup is probably the greatest you've ever had. I think that they realise that too. They can see that a lot of them are young and they're exciting young players, and uh, the chance to represent their family and their heritage is, um, you know, it doesn't happen now a lot. And the World Cups only come all around every four years, and we've got this group at this stage of their careers. You know, it's very exciting, and we've got, you know, you know I'm excited to be working with with a talented. You know, bunch of young guys. You've been with Samoa a long time. I remember in Darwin after quarter final, oh, yeah. you, know, you were pretty gutted. Yeah. Um, obviously, that was a disappointing World Cup for Samoa. How far, you know, quarter final, semi final, win the whole thing? How far can you go? Um, I think we will get better as the tournament goes on. You know, and, um, I wouldn't. You've got some real characters as well in your team. How are you going to manage them? Who would I? Well, I suspect the Penrith crew probably uh, are coming over here and will want to enjoy themselves. I'd be disappointed if they didn't. Uh, <laughs> and I think we all we all want to enjoy ourselves. But um, yeah, no, we've got a few characters in the team. They bring plenty of energy, as do a few other guys that members of our, of our squad. But yeah, it's exciting, and uh, you know, a lot of us, a lot of our guys haven't been here before, and uh, so it's certainly a, a new experience. To see this part of the world, and it's exciting for them. And you know, it's exciting to be part of the first game where it's going to be sold out and playing the host. And the cultural side of things, because again, that's been mentioned before that you need to have that attachment back to the island. What kind of things are you doing different this time? That's a very important part of what we do. You know, we've got plenty. Um, that's a lot of the reason why a lot of these guys play for Samoa. It's part of the culture thing. We've got Freddie Tuolangi who drives that for us, and. Um, 
amongst other things. And we've got um, three guys from the islands that are part of the rugby league small board. We had an harvest ceremony last night, which is a very cultural uh, experience ceremony. So there's plenty of that happening. Are you pleased to be back? Remember your time over here? It yeah. might not have gone quite exactly as you wanted, but you enjoyed it, I think, when you were here. I do. I certainly enjoy the UK. Um, you know, Hindsight's a wonderful thing, and if I had my time again, I'd probably do things a little bit different. But you know, um, I've got plenty of friends here, and I certainly love being here. Grace Jordan, what are we? What are we? What are we? The, the general public at large going to expect to see from Greece in this World Cup? Hopefully, a few surprises. To be brutally honest, you know, we're um, we're really excited to go up against some of the best teams in the world, and um, and for us, we're not just here to participate. We want to really challenge ourselves and our position. So, um, so I think a few people are going to be pleasantly surprised by what we turn up in seven days' time. I mean, literally, rugby league was banned in Greece, and now you're playing the World Cup. It's, it's a fair journey. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy story, isn't it? You know. So, um, yeah, for us, we want to kind of remove that victim mentality, and um, we really want to put our best foot forward. And we've got a, a great mix of, of local domestic players and players that are playing professional and up and coming in the NRL so uh, we've got a phenomenal mix of experience and skill and talent and enthusiasm so we can't wait to put that to the test. When you, when you see what Italy have done and Lebanon have done is that sort of the blueprint I guess for, for Greece? Yeah look um, we probably haven't looked so much into that but um, yeah we, we're really excited to see what Greece can do you know and um, we're certainly confident in our ability and we're, we're realists and we know who we're up against but um but if you ask any person here, they want to go up against the best teams in the world. We're no different. I think you've got the most domestic players than any squad in the World Cup. Um, I think you stopped off in Athens on the way over here as well. How's that bonding and gelling starting to work? Yeah, for sure. Look, we wanted to make sure that our DNA was super pure. And um, by having seven or eight domestic boys is something that, um, that we certainly thought was really important for the growth of rugby league in our country. And, um, in terms of stopping off, we've had some players that haven't been to Greece before, so for them to find out where their, um, where their grandparents were brought up is something that's really important because when you ask them to put their body on the line in seven days' time, you want to know who you're representing, and that's something that we aim to do every tour. And, and you need to get a good meal before you can, because every picture I saw of you was tables laden with food. Too right, yeah, probably too much to be honest, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's certainly great for the... Uh, for the taste buds. What's the connection for you as a parent, as a grandparent? Yeah, so um, so my grandparents, both of them, my um, my and Papua and my mum's side, they uh, they relocated and um, and fled the war uh, many many years ago now. So my mum's full Greek and um, I'm half Greek and I had a strong Greek presence growing up. And here's the reason why it's it's such an important moment for myself as much as it is for the team. You've stayed away from soccer and come to rugby league. Yeah, look, we don't have a lot of soccer in Wellington, New Zealand, so. Um, um, to be honest, we don't have a lot of rugby league either, but everyone wants to be an all-black, and um, I achieve the next best thing, which is putting on a Greek jersey. <laughs> in terms of players like Lachlan Ilias, um, you haven't really had the ability to call in somebody as high-profile as that who can take a team around the park. So is he going to be the, the key man we should look out for, do you think? Yeah, look, he's, he's certainly going to add a lot to us. You know, Lachie's a, a great young kid, and, um, and he's got the world in front of him, but we've also got three or four boys that... Um, that are just starting the NRL journeys that are similar. So um, for us, we feel like we've got a, a lot of talent in our squad and um, talent that's going to challenge a few teams and um, hopefully make for a real spectacle over the next few weeks. Looking forward to taking on the host nation at Bramalene? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm probably thinking uh, France first, but, um, but look, when and if that time comes, it'll be 
um, something to behold and I'm hearing that it's, it's close to a sellout or, or close enough so we encourage as many people with us with 1% Greek background to come and put on a blue jersey and really get behind us. It's a great restaurant in uh, Charavelle and Ecky Road in Sheffield, so you got to get there. Have you, have you been able to see the city much? Yeah. Lead mill? Not a whole heap, not a whole heap. Um, the first night we, we, we kind of loosened the shackles a little bit. We've only Smart been here man, for a couple man. of days, but um, but yeah, for us it's, it's it's been business for the first few days, but no doubt we'll enjoy ourselves as we go. Have you been to the UK before? Is it the first? Yeah, I, I actually lived in the UK for two years, um, playing for the mighty Newcastle Thunder, and I absolutely love my time here, so it's great to be playing in a World Cup and back on, a, on soil that I, I certainly cherish. That's the captain of Greece, Jordan Meads, another one of the teams in the Group of Blue. Not the official colours of International Rugby League or the Rugby League World Cup, just you know the colours of all their kits. Now England have switched colours. Uh, Greece, Samoa, France and England in Pool A of the World Cup. Right, let's switch our attentions to Lebanon and hear from Parramatta Eels halfback and the captain of the national side, Mitchell Moses. Mitchell, welcome to the country. Uh, how are you feeling ahead of the World Cup? Very good, very excited uh, to be representing Lebanon. It's did it last World Cup and got so much out of it. And um, you know we've got a really young squad, so uh, anything that I can teach these boys and lead them on to the next World Cup, we'll, um, we'll definitely do. How important is it to represent your heritage in a competition like this? Yeah, it's massive, uh, especially that you know Lebanon's been going through a tough time back at home. So um, if we can you know, put some smiles on some faces back at home in, in Lebanon, uh, will mean a lot to us, and uh, I know that they'll get a lot out of it. So um, yeah, it means a lot to represent our heritage and. Um, yeah, very excited. Tough games coming up, but what, what are you looking forward to the most? Obviously, New Zealand is uh, quite yeah, a tough one. Yeah, very tough game, but you know we're, we're, we're going to you know try to do a job on them. They're, they're a great side. They got quality players across the park, but um, you know we've also got quality players. You know we got some really good outside backs, and um, like I said, a, a very young squad. So uh, hopefully, we can learn a lot of lessons in this game and uh, lead into the Jamaica and Ireland game. Who should we? Oh, sorry. sorry. So last World Cup, you guys were amazing. You pushed Tonga all the way. Can you do the same or go better? Yeah, um, yeah. Was, we got a lot out of the last World Cup. There's still about you know, five or six players still from that World Cup side um, in this side. So uh, we took a lot out of that. So you know, we, anything that we can teach these younger boys coming through, um, we'll do that. But you know, it's a it's a tough test. Our first game against New Zealand. But you know, hopefully we can um, turn up and, and you know give them a go. What's it like having Michael Checker now? Because obviously he's raised everything, he's, he's got that link back to the homeland. Very, very passionate about yeah. what you're going to bring to the sport. How's it been having him in your support? Yeah, he, he's a very passionate man. Uh, I, I had a couple of conversations with him, you know, about two years ago when leading into the, you know, last year's World Cup that obviously didn't didn't go, um, didn't get going. So, um, you know, it's been a it's been a big build up for this World Cup. So, um, see how passionate he was the first time I met him. It's something that I. I wanted to jump out straight away and play for Lebanon. You know, he, he made me want to chuck the jersey on straight away when I was having a chat to him. So um, he's a very passionate man, and I think he's um, I think he's been good, great for the young kids in our in our squad. Just to you know teach them about the heritage of Lebanon and um, what it means to you know put on the Lebanon jersey. And um, like I said, we've got a few players that played in the last World Cup, so they've shared some stories as well. And um, yeah, just very excited for the for the for what's to come. And the cultural side of things is very important to you. Yeah. I know that you've got a really passionate band of supporters over here that are going to follow you. Um, how are you going to play into that? Yeah, uh, hopefully we can you know, get a few few people coming out and supporting us. It'll, it'll be really good. I, I know last World Cup we had a, a massive following and uh, 
Um, it was such a great experience. So if we can get similar similar luck over here, it, it'll be outstanding. And, um, just something that, like I said, like we, we've got a really young squad. So um, anything that those boys can take out of this World Cup will be massive. And, we have a big supporter base here, um, it'll help us a long way. I remember Michael back in the Waratahs, he had the, the driver in the dressing room with the boys. Is he, are you expecting something similar? I'm not sure. Up? Who knows? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, wasn't too much of that in, in the in the warm-up game, but uh, yeah, we'll have to see game one. The expectation would be to make the quarterfinals. That will give you a ticket to to France as yep. well in 2025. Realistic? Um, oh, we're, not, we're not really looking too far ahead like that. You know, we got, we got New Zealand the first game, so... It'll be a big test for us. Um, you know, we're just going to turn up. We're going to turn up. We're going to, you know, compete better than everyone else in, in that New Zealand side. And I think if we can, we can compete on everything, uh, we'll give ourselves a good chance to, to beat them. Um, they're a quality side, one to seventeen, and you know we've got some good players in our team as well. So you know, it's it's a World Cup. Anything can happen. You know, if you if you um, if you're playing good on your day, anything can happen. So uh, hopefully we can shock them. The grand final was a tough day. They obviously be put that to bed. Is that yeah? Yeah. Still hurts a bit. Now that you've brought it up, yeah. thanks for that. Right. Sorry. Um, Sorry, I'm a manly fan. No, of that's time. okay. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I took a lot out of it. Uh, definitely learned a lot of lessons. So hopefully I can bring that in here. Yeah, this is obviously a tough period for you. Missed your, you know, your baby, your yeah. daughter's birth, and you, you lost a grandparent as well. So yeah. it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's been a very crazy couple of weeks. So, um, you know, obviously everything that's happened is. You know, it happens for a reason, and um, yeah, obviously would have rather last week's game to go different and uh, be on the other side, but that's how that's how it happens. So um, I've come here, you know, freshened up, you know, ready to go, and um, you know, want to prove a point, I guess. Playing over here, uh, another new experience for you. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I've never been to the UK, so um, never experienced, you know, the type of footy that you can play here and uh, the grounds and things like that. So. Um, yeah, just getting used to it. So hopefully we get a, a good week of training under my belt here, and um, you know, flying to New Zealand. Lebanon kick off their World Cup campaign on Sunday against the 2008 World Champions New Zealand. We'll hear from both coaches in that match on our next podcast. Also on Sunday, and our final guest for this one. Uh, let's hear from one of our favourite guests on the podcast. Remember back in 2019, a long time ago now, uh, England Knights faced Jamaica at Headingley. And after that match, Romeo Monteith joined us in the studio for a couple of hours. And it was a fascinating couple of hours. Now, we couldn't have two hours with him yesterday. Otherwise, we'd have been told off by the World Cup organisers. But ahead of their opening match against Ireland, their first ever World Cup match, Romeo spoke to us. Romeo, welcome back to England. It seems a long time since we were last there and we were above a bookshop in Leeds. What's it like to be back ahead of Jamaica's first ever World Cup? Yeah, I'm happy to be here finally. Um, we've been waiting for a long time, so it's good to be here. This is the week of the tournament officially. And uh, it's a fantastic feeling being here with the boys and um, just watching all the love pouring out from home. And, um, you know, just wishing the boys good luck. Um, yeah, it's a bit cold, but, you know, I have my layers, so, you know, I'm ready. I'm kind of ready, I think. I want to ask about the captain, because you seem very cool, but he's a, Aston Gold, a very hyperactive young man. How did you come to that decision? Um, yeah, Ash, Ash is Ash, right? Um, that's what we love about Ash, that energy. That's what you see on the field. That's what you see off field. And um, yeah, it's just great having him around um, since he joined um, this, this team back in 2017 for the front store. Uh, he's just been a real, real, real blessing to this team. Um, he's captained us for this tournament. 
as well. So, you know, that leadership from him, obviously his, his experience, his love, his passion, um, it's, it's really good. You know, um, Joe Brown, big up on respect to Joe Brown, you know, he's been our, the, the captain for the last, probably from 2016, really taking us forward. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just good to bear on all these guys. You know, we have Marvin Thompson from Jamaica. You know, when we were playing that side of the world, he's normally captain of the team, you know. He was able to play against Cumbria on Saturday, his first time playing in these conditions in England. So, um, yeah, it's just been good getting everyone together. You've obviously been involved with Rugby League Jamaica for so long. How does it feel now? You've, you've come so far just to be you're at your first World Cup, you're only days away from first game ever? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel blessed, to be honest. Um, I feel purpose fulfilled, you know, to a large extent. Um, the dream has been a long dream, and um, at times, you know, we just weren't sure that I would see it in my own lifetime, uh, because the sport is so competitive. You know, even in, as small as the Americas region is, you know, when Jamaica, USA, Canada goes up against each other, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, in the past, even with more semi-professional players than the USA, we were beaten. So to be honest, um, getting here, it's just a real fantastic feeling. I'm so happy. I'm happy for not only the, our nation, but our people all over the world. Um, I'm happy for the boys and their families just being able to experience this because for a nation like Jamaica, this is the first, but you don't know if it's your last either. Because, as I'm saying, the sport is so competitive at a certain level. Um, so, yeah, it, it's good to be here. And I'm um, just looking forward to the next few weeks. And uh, maybe a few more weeks if we get to the quarterfinals. And um, I'm just happy and hope that we do the best that we can. And effort is all we ask for from the boys. Um, lots of challenges getting here. You know, lots of injuries in the last three to four months. Players who were, we were looking at having in this team, John Turner, Lewis Johnson, um, all these guys, you know, um, Lloyd White, you know, John Margin, you know, all injured, all out. Um, of course, everyone knows that Dom Young would have, um, you know, declared for Jamaica last year. Had the World Cup been last year, Dom probably would have played for us. And uh, we all know Dom is playing for England this year. So yeah, it's a, it's a different squad than what I probably anticipated three months ago, but um, it's a good squad. All boys are happy that they've been given a chance. I have what, six domestic produce players in the squad, so um, that's, that's a big thing for us. Um, I always tell people that this is Team Jamaica, you know, so like in England, people wouldn't really know the domestic boys when they play against USA or Canada or so on. But this, this is a team that always features players from the island when it is possible. If it's not possible and we're playing in England and we don't have the funds to get players across, it's going to be an all-UK-based squad. Similarly, when we're playing in Jamaica or, or the USA, if we, have, if we do have the money, it will be an all-domestic-based squad. But it's one big squad. It's a large family. Like We have every year probably 70 to 80 players to choose from. So that's what we're about. Um, we're here to do the best we can, and I'm just looking forward to the, our first game on Saturday against Ireland. I mean, five years ago, everyone was talking about the Tongan fans. I think this World Cup will be the Jamaican fans, you know, making the most noise, you know, bringing the atmosphere that everyone loves. Yeah, I'm hoping there'll be a few steel fans and pot covers <laughs> knocking in the stadium for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's a bit different, you know. Rugby league, obviously, in Australia, um, in terms of the, the Tongan community, you know. 
I think rugby, you know, is like their national sport. And the rugby union is big, rugby league is big. Um, there's the influence of NRL with all, all their, their sons and, and, and playing in that. And for us, obviously, we don't have a similar thing. Um, in England, rugby league, I don't think there's, there's a whole lot of Caribbean people who follow the sport. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure what the crowd is going to be like. 2019, when I was here and played England, England, England Nights, I was really surprised and happy. You know, there was a lot of yeah. Caribbean people there cheering and for the first time. And So, I'm hoping that we'll see that um, this Saturday in Leeds. I hear that there's also a big Irish um, population in Leeds. So, I'm hoping it, it's going to be a, a great mixture of people yeah. coming together to celebrate a sport that we all love. And um, hopefully, we can win over a few new couple thousand, 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 <laughs> not hundred fans, you know, to the game. You, you never have really said when we last spoke to you that you hope that one of the legacies back home would be maybe you get a facility that you probably like could call its own. Have you noticed a difference now you have qualified for the World Cup bar more people coming forward and recognising the work that you've been doing? Yeah, I think that's a funny one. Um, I mean, on the island, I, I, I think the postponement of the World Cup had a a negative impact in terms of our momentum to be honest um, you know I think I think that really affected us um, definitely the best thing to come out of being in this World Cup would be to get a pitch um, I'm not sure it's gonna happen right now in the way that we want because we like I said I just want to pitch for ourselves not shared not leased or anything like that but I mean one good thing is that you know we we have signed a recent um, memorandum of, of understanding with the University of the West Indies. So now we have like a, a dedicated pitch where the national team can train. So you know we're given three days out of every week for the year, and um, you know we just have to help them to maintain the that, that facility. So that's definitely a big positive. But like I said, the ultimate dream is you know a, a mini stadium, rugby pitch, and uh, we see rugby league Jamaica, you know, put up in big signage. It's ours, so yeah. But um, you know, we, we take we take what we what we get, and we take what we can, and um, we just keep building. And um, you know, this is our first World Cup. Hopefully, it won't be our last. And we just have to keep building that momentum and trying to um, improve not only the sport on the island, but keep banging the drum and letting people know about rugby league and um, how well the team is doing, the potential of the team. That's our job. So we just have to keep doing that, and then the uh, the rewards will come whether today or tomorrow. To ensure that you do play in another World Cup, getting to the quarterfinals this time will get you a ticket to France in 2025. Is that a realistic aim, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a realistic aim. Um, our first objective was always to qualify for a World Cup. When we qualified, you know, we asked ourselves, what is our goal, being in the World Cup? And as sports people, you don't compete unless you're competing to win. So obviously, I know the boys are going to go out there and give their 100% and um, try to put their best performance in to try and get the result that they need. Um, it's a tough group. Obviously, Ireland they're very strong. Um, not, not a lot of part-time players in that in that camp. Um, no amateur players, you know, like like we have five. Um, Lebanon, very good team as well. Um, very good NRL players who are who are sprinkled with other players. Um, obviously, New Zealand, no need to comment on New Zealand, they're New Zealand, world number one team. You know, we see what they did to lead Rhinos uh, a few days ago. 
Um, so a tough group, a tough group. But um, my hope is that once the players put the effort in, anything can happen. I mean, New Zealand and Scotland was what, 30 or the last World Cup. I'm not sure many people expected that result. So once you go on the field, it's 13 versus 13. Um, if you give it your best shot, anything can happen. So I'm still hoping that we can progress from the group. But at the end of the day, uh, the key thing for me is putting in a strong effort, strong performance, and uh, making ourselves proud. I hadn't realised we've spoken to so many people on Monday, which means we've still got more to come. And that will be in the second part of this podcast coming out later this week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this content with all of your friends. You can find us on social media at 4020Live if you want to send us any comments, reviews are welcome on Apple Podcasts and whatever. I've no idea what to do on these things because I'm kind of like begging for praise. But if you want to put a downvote in, that's fine as well. We'll be live in Newcastle at the Central Library on Friday night. You can find details on our Twitter feed at 4020Live. And we'll be back with another almost daily World Cup podcast very, very soon indeed. Sports Social Podcast Network.